Hello again, retro gamers, and welcome to the Video Game Flashback Podcast. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Video Game Flashback is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps featuring Spotify. It would help the show if you would download and listen into the show on Spotify, but you're welcome to use any of the other apps as well, like Apple, Google, and several, several, several others. So thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today as we're going super duper retro in a lot of ways. Um, But then again, the release of the NES version is a little bit later and we're going to review the NES version, but also talk about the arcade version of an all-time classic of mine, Millipede. It must be summertime because I'm going with more simple type of games. And of course, just, I, I don't know, summertime, I, I love playing games like this. Of course, you can play them year round and I tend to play them year round as well. You know, like a nice winter night, you're just kind of at home. Let's, you know, you turn the lights off. Let's play some arcade uh, millipede because nowadays uh, with modern technology, there are arcade ports put onto uh, systems like the Xbox 360 and such. Uh, you could get it on MAME, this and that. That would be the arcade port of Millipede, Centipede, whatever. But yep, in this case, it'll be the Xbox 360, otherwise the NES version as well. So it's kind of like kind of like merging two into one because it's the same game, obviously. Uh, the arcade version is a bit prettier for the most part, though on occasion the NES version is a little bit prettier with the colors in some cases. But whatever it is, it is. Millipede came out in 1982. The good, 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 good old days. No doubt about it. Had very nice uh, art and such. You have mushrooms, you have bees, you have uh, the Millipede itself. And it's a sequel to the game Centipede. You'd think I'd be doing Centipede first. And, well, yeah, I'll do Centipede. It came out in 1981, so I will be doing that one. That one was not on the NES, and that's kind of what motivated me. Because I have a lot of history of playing Millipede of the NES around the month of July. I don't know. I, I'm i weird. So that's why I'm doing Millipede. It's like, you know, that's a game I like to play this time of year, uh, off and on. Plus, I made a tape way back in 1989 of myself playing Millipede. So you could say that's the original, <laughs> the original podcast slash game review of Millipede I made in 1989. But unfortunately, that tape was recorded over and long lost a long time ago, much to my chagrin. So again, yep, there is no Centipede, um, obviously, home port on classic systems, but of course now it is on Xbox 360 with Millipede in a package that I, that I bought years ago by downloading it uh, and such from the Xbox store or whatever they call it. So really, really appreciate uh, the ability to have that. Again, in a lot of ways, Centipede and Millipede were targeted a lot more to like girls you could say girls and women in in a lot of ways because of the pastel colors and such but obviously the guys caught on to it as well and enjoyed it though these games were popular with the girls no doubt about it um i almost should have done centipede first but what the heck (laughs) it's kind of fun this way either way and yes i will i might even do centipede next for the heck of it like i'm almost i'm almost announcing it now but if i get a vibe to do something else we'll see because i'll have it right away on the 360 anyway so could jump right into it anyhow to the point the game was released in 1982 the original version of course The, the nes version came out in 1988 we'll get back to the other ports um, it's a sequel to the 1981 Centipede, and of course, I'm citing Wikipedia for this and other uh, sources. 
it's more game uh, more gameplay variety and such. You get DDT, which wasn't on there as well, and it played with a trackball, of course. Also, uh, Centipede did as well, so there's that. Um, it was initially ported to the Atari 2600, the Atari 8-bit family computer, and later the Atari ST and the Nintendo Entertainment System, of course. So, yep, the differences between Centipede and Millipede... <coughs> pardon me. Uh, according to the game's flyer and instruction manual, the game's storyline involves... The player character Archer, Archer is your character, def uh, defending his mushroom forest from the onslaught of gigantic insect monsters using his magic arrows. So you're not actually killing the bugs, you're turning them into mushrooms. I used to think you're killing the bugs, but why do mushrooms always form when you kill them? So you're, it's not as violent as you think, you're turning them into mushrooms. Ooh, okay, well, it's still violent because you're, okay, no it isn't. Um, apparently the millipede moves faster than the centipede. And its head segment is more difficult to hit. It's definitely small. Uh, Earwigs, ear pardon me, replaced scorpions. Um, scorpions gave you that poison effect on the mushrooms, and that was really dangerous because then the centipede would beeline it to you. Um, it would be D-Day for the centipede. Come on right at you. Yeah, but pretty scary uh, uh, at the same time. Um, but I guess the earwig does the same thing in a lot of ways. You can also get a lot of points from the earwig, and we'll get back to that shortly. Bees replace uh, the fleas. The fleas were annoying as hell, but I suppose the bees are as well. We'll get back to that. And the centipede is the classic, or excuse me, the spider is the most classic of all. You'll get to hear that right here, right now. When you hear that sound, does that not sound like millipede and centipede or centipede and millipede? Sure does. It's, um, <laughs> that is the iconic sound you're going to hear uh, when you hear um, the spider and all that. So you just know what you're doing right there, right away. Inchworms, they also have a cool sound effect. Um, unfortunately, I'm unable to kind of play that one the way I'd like to. It's like one by a bit, like boop, 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 boop. But uh, when you shoot them, They'll actually slow everything down and make it easier. So that's always cool. Um, I'll get back to what I'm trying to say as well. Earwigs move from left to right or right to left. I believe it's right to left. But I suppose it can go either way. But, uh, yeah, we'll get back to their points as well. Bees, yep, they replace the fleas, leaving mushrooms in a vertical line and requiring two shots to destroy. So they're super annoying. Spiders do. The spiders are the most active and they move around very interestingly as well. Um... Yeah, but zigzag pattern, they kind of go up and down. They actually eat the mushrooms, so in a way that can help you to be more mobile. Again, you're on the bottom fourth or fifth or so of the screen is the only area you have. It's like a green area, basically. That's your play area. You're unable to get out of it, unfortunately. So, and of course, you get hit by anything, you're dead, which is tough. Ladybugs crawl around the player area for a while, then climb up and leave the screen, turning any mushrooms they touch into indestructible flowers. So flowers are indestructible. Yep, that can be kind of weird and annoying. Um, and when you hit all mushrooms, uh, scroll down one row. It's interesting. They make everything kind of scroll down a row. Dragonflies drop mushrooms while zigzagging down. Those make kind of a cool effect. Mosquitoes bounce off the sides of the screen as they descend diagonally. When hit, all mushrooms on the screen scroll up one row. Interesting. So that's another effect. And then the DDT bombs. 
This is uh, unique on this game versus Centipede. Pretty cool. Bombs are triggered when shot, destroying all enemies and mushrooms within a resulting cloud. Whenever the mushrooms scroll down, a new bomb is added to the at the top of the screen. With up to four bombs in play at one time, points are scored for shooting the bomb itself. And enemies destroyed in the blast are worth three times the normal points. So that is very effective, very efficient. And also when you get the pastel colors, I like when you get the purple colors, particularly on the, actually the NES version. The cloud looks so cool. I've always admired that. Kind of a periwinkle purple color. Why I like that, I don't know. I just like that, I guess. Maybe that's my, I don't know, semi-feminine side, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Anyhow, um, the developer was Atari, Atari. Publishers, North America, Atari, and Japan, Namco. Interesting. So Namco, of course, made a lot of great arcade games. We'll get into those at some point. You ever heard of Pac-Man? Anyone? Anyone you ever heard of Pac-Man? Really? Nobody's hands are raised? Okay, stop playing with me. You've heard of Pac-Man and Mrs. Pac-Man. And, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. Designer was Ed Log. And this was back in the day when great games were made in America. Made in America, Dagnabbit. Programmers Arcade, Ed Log, Mark Cerny, Atari 2600, the Atari 2600, <laughs> Alan Alda, sorry. Dave Stogas, Atari 8-bit, Steve Crandall. Artist, tw Atari 2600, Jerome Dormat. He's a doormat? Or is a doormat? I don't know. It's, uh, I bet you mean people in school called him Mr. I bet mean people in school called him, hey, doormat. <laughs> That's mean. But he got back at them, didn't he? Yeah, sure did. He made a nice game. At least he helped make a nice game. For the Atari 2600, anyway. Platforms Arcade, yes. Atari 2600, yes. I might even get into that one for a second, but, ah, uh, yeah. Well, it's an okay version. It's fun. It's the same thing, but with, you know... Atari graphics. The Atari 8-bit I do not have. The Atari uh, ST I do not have. The NES I absolutely have. I do have the arcade, the Atari 2600 version, and the NES. Um, and I have the NES, or excuse me, the Atari uh, and the NES version I own physically and electronically, if you know what I mean. Where this one, it's only electronically, but it was legally purchased by moi. Release date, North America, in the arcade version anyway. Yep, this is the arcade version. November 12th, 1982. Oh, so cool. Uh, European Union or Europe or whatever. April 1983. Japan 1984 after the crash. Of course, April 83 was right around the crash. Unfortunately, the crash. Yeah, that one. Atari 2600, March 1984 in North America. Did not go to any other part of the world, I guess. Maybe it wound up in other parts of the world later on because that's just how it is. But March 1984, after the crash, and I remember seeing 84 on it. Atari 8-bit, 1984. Atari ST, 1986. Like, so no month or anything. And North America, good old 1988. A wonderful memory of myself. So when I actually played the game for the first time, because I did not have the game in the summer of 1988, I, had it, I played it in 1989, another Bigelow video rental, which eventually became a purchase for moi from Fun Co. Land. And then, obviously, it's electronic as well on the NES Mini and the Wii and blah, blah, blah. Don't ask me how they got there, but you can probably figure that out. Famicom, that would be the family computer, came out on October 1st, 1987. Classic. John Ray, it is a fixed shooter. So, yes, you're not scrolling upward or sideways or anything like that. Um, it is a fixed shooter. So, fixed shooter. Single player or two players alternating is the style. You do not play together. I do believe on the... 
There was a computer version, I think Commodore 64, I think. Or maybe it's on PC, I don't know, for Centipede. Uh, I think maybe it was a Commodore 64, actually. And I'm kind of surprised I'm not seeing it, but maybe it was Centipede and not Millipede. You could have two players playing at the same time, and you could accidentally or intentionally shoot your uh, friend. That's mean. And I used to get mad. Uh, I remember my friend, uh, yeah, it was a, my classmate's cousin. Yeah, we were kind of like hanging out, you know, there. The, the Dorans, if hope they don't mind. <laughs> well, yeah, they're probably not listening, but maybe they'll bump into it one day, 10 years from now. The Dorans, I'll just say the name. Um, they were, yeah, they were good friends, obviously, you know, from school and such. Uh, the younger brother, Timmy, shot me a couple times, and I'm like, oh, stop it, you dummy, or something, and then the parents got real mad at me. So I was like, why would you do that, you know? So, yeah, that was back in, I don't know, back in the day. It was a while, 89, 88, uh, I'm not sure if it was before we had a game or not, but I remember I was like, you could actually shoot your friend, which is really annoying. It's, it's bullcrap, but... <laughs> and it could trigger fights between each other sometimes, but not too bad. Anyhow, at least I hope not. Um, let's get to the scoring. The millipede segment, so that's if you just shoot the body part rather than the head, which is not efficient for points. Ten. But if you shoot it in the head, and you can have a very efficient way of killing the centip or millipede or centipede, yeah, same kind of game, by the head, and you just keep firing away, and it's like head, 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 you score quickly, and you get rid of the centipede or millipede very quickly. We'll say millipede here. 100 points each. If the spider's far away, and this is the, the more unique character in the game with the spider, because when they're far away, it's like it's easy, like, yeah, you're not in any real danger. 300 points. Mid-range, 600 points. Up close, um... <clears throat> 900 points and point blank where you're literally risking your life, but you're showing off your skills and everything. 1,200 points shooting the spider. And if you hit the spider with a DDT bomb, which I can't imagine is common, that a DDT bomb would reach would get down that far. But I suppose it could if you avoid shooting the DDT bomb too quickly. But odds are a stray arrow, as they call it, is going to hit the DDT bomb at some point. A beetle, a beetle is 300 points. No relation to um, um, Ringo Star or anybody like that, but a beetle. Yep, a bee. Okay, sorry, mosquitoes, 400 points. Bees are 200. Inchworm, that slow everything down. So the 100 points is hardly anything, but at least you can slow everything down. Um, so that's the good part. The DDT bomb is 800 points. The dragonflies, which I like, 500. And the earwig is 1,000 points. 1,000 points. Gotta love hearing it when the earwig crawls across the screen because it's a golden opportunity, baby. Yes, sir. Well, other than that, the mushroom is a point. So you're not there to, you know, really shoot the mushrooms. Maybe you, you do to get more space, kind of open things up, maybe to get rid of the uh, millipede and such. Uh, and maybe you could create kind of a path to make the millipede come down and you just blast away at the millipede. Gotta love it, though, when the, uh, the, uh, every, the, the screen changes colors and such. For right now... I'm going to put in, or yeah, I'm going to turn on the arcade version real quick on the Atari. No, on the, <laughs> on the Atari, yeah. On the Xbox 360. I could do the Atari too, but yeah, maybe I will just for score. Absolutely gorgeous. Of course, I always play the uh, single version and the original version. I don't go into the Throttle Monkey or the updated enhanced version very much. Um, though you do get the, uh, you know, the uh, rumble effect if you do play the uh, modernized enhanced version. But I want to play Millipede, dang it. So, the sound is very... Um, so, things open up kind of like a very moderate-looking screen. The colors are not real interesting, but they get better as you progress. Uh, somehow, some way, I already have a thousand points. 
I don't know how that's possible, but unfortunately you get hit and all that. They, it's hard to tell what you are. I, it, it looks like you're just like a cannon releasing the arrows. That's pretty much what you're doing there. <laughs> but, uh, yep, I was able to get the spider for 600 points and such. I almost want to turn the sound up. And then you get the beautiful effect in the second level because the colors change on the screen. That's one of the fun effects of the game. You get a purple and kind of a pastel purple and green color effect, which I really admire. Hopefully the sound effects aren't too bad. But I kind of, some, sometimes I like the NES version more. You feel a little bit more in control. The millipede doesn't move all that fast, but the heads, yeah, the heads move insanely fast when they break off. So that's kind of like the whole difficulty level. Those heads are annoying as bleep to hit. There's nothing like that spider sound effect. Not sure how well you can hear the background. And it doesn't really matter. It's just the fact I'm kind of playing through it and really enjoying the game very much. And the first level or so, the millipede's real slow and... Uh, Holy crap, it speeds up. And you get that beautiful purple cloud. And here come the bees, which are really annoying. They come to down dive bombing style. Kind of like the, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to compare them to. Like maybe uh, the, uh, <laughs> like a D-Day attack without the, the Normandy part. Yeah, it's more like airplanes coming at you. And I kind of played through and didn't do too well. Only 15,329 points. Go ahead and laugh your butts off because you probably will. But I'm not going for the high score here. I'm just kind of demonstrating and having fun with the game. I may come back to it again. But um, I don't know. The, the arcade version, it's definitely fast. It's definitely uh, intense. Like the first level or so are super slow. But things speed up very, very, very quickly. And it's almost too easy to make a mistake to be quite honest so let's jump straight into the nes version a all right a little millibeat on the nes it's a classic yep 1982 from atari of course 1988 hell america hell america so hell's made definitely a number of nintendo games of course again coming from the uh you know up Porting from other uh, systems and such, other companies. Game A, Game B, two-player Game A, Game B. So, all right. I believe Game B is like a harder version, basically. It's kind of like that. We're just going to play one player, of course. I have many, many memories of this one. I'm having a terrible error. I've never seen that happen. Everything just went black and started repeating itself. I won't even get into what that reminds me of. Anyhow, <laughs> there is nothing like the spider sound. Especially dying before you even score a single point. We're going <laughs> to... This is off to a rousing start, isn't it? Oh, nothing worked out today, huh? <laughs> okay, just kidding. I'm a little distracted with uh, people moving and cleaning and making noises and such. But this feels smoother to me than the arcade version. But, of course, I'm playing with the same controller. That's the funny part. Absolutely gorgeous background. And I might even play the arcade game again just to get a better score and get a better vibe. Because, I don't know. Sometimes it's distracting playing and doing a show at the same time. But, uh, you know, it's kind of the fun of it. The spiders, the movement and everything. But it's just to kind of give you the vibe. Yep, and there's the earwig going across the screen from right to left. But I'm getting dive-bombed by bees. Those sons of bees. Those bee arches came dive-bombing before I could shoot the earwig. But I didn't notice any poison. So maybe in this NES version there's no poison. Or maybe it's game A. Maybe game B has the poison. 
Because he's not poisoning the mushrooms. He's making them switch around, though. Maybe that's what it is. They're changing direction. Huh. But usually poison, they change color. I I don't... I just got a 1,200-point spider because it was point-blank, as they say. I like the, the bugs that go zigzag. I believe that would be the mosquitoes, of course, in real life. We're not big fans of mosquitoes around here in Minnesota. Uh, which is, of course, where I hail from, Golden Valley, Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> mosquitoes are, you know, well, his, uh, historical figures in the state. Luckily, we haven't had as many lately, but I don't know. The reasoning for that might be a little bit uh, ominous and strange, but we won't get into that today. Uh, there is definitely a difference, though. See, in the arcade version, when you shoot the, the spider, or the spider, the centipede, when the heads are individual... They go much faster than the regular segments of the centipede, the regular uh, millipede, pardon me. They go much faster. In this version, they all go the same speed. Again, this must be because it's game A that I'm playing. So I'm probably a little spoiled. I'm going to switch to game B as soon as I, you know, move on from this, unfortunately, which is probably going to happen very quick. I did reach a hundred thousand, or four, excuse me, 30,000. Uh, every 20,000, I guess, you get an extra guy. So that's another conversation that I'll bring up. So there's game A, 32,629. Again, I'm not really going for some spectacular high score. Sometimes I forget that there's a game A and game B in this, but two spiders right out of the gate, that's a little harsh, and a lot of mushrooms on the screen, so that's an interesting thing to note. I think it's just harder. Everything's kind of moving faster, and I'm like pretty much scoreless here to start things out. Absolutely bogus. Like, how could I be this bad? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm trying to impress you. Yep, it does not. The heads still do not go faster. Interesting. So I guess it's just kind of a little bit harder. Like, there's, it's like you're kind of further in the game, sort of, so to speak. Like, more spiders and everything. Because that's kind of what happens as you get further and further in the game. Everything kind of speeds up a little bit. Including the earwig that just walked across the screen. And there's more and more spiders on the screen as well. Which is annoying as hell and you get more drama going on there's already three spiders and i'm like two like with three rounds into the game it's ridiculous that's absolutely insane <laughs> somehow i got an extra guy or extra life real quickly though because again i'm scoring so many points shooting these spiders because there's like three or four spiders on the screen at the same time that's real easy Jeez, have mercy. Holy cow. Look at that, though. It's a 1,200 a pop, though, because I'm getting them real close. Because I'm showing guts. But enough of this guerrilla warfare with bugs. Uh, but then again, <laughs> what are we playing here? We're playing a wonderful game. Uh, Atari, um, Atari's Millipede for the NES. I'll probably play it again before I'll give it another shot, but I'm not going to do it at this second. Let's go to the uh, 2600 version, which is standing right next to it. The logo is very similar to the arcade which of course it's made by atari and this game is only two years older or newer part of me than the original atari version um of course you are a square the spider though sounds remarkably good sound effects are way too loud in this one um that says dt instead of ddt but you get the idea the little boxes that you can shoot the mushrooms are little rectangles that are the same color as you at the time and everything does change colors when you go the heads do not move faster, like the single heads do not move faster than the regular segments of the millipede. But you still get the very dramatic effect when you die in this version compared to the old, uh, uh, well, the original centipede, pardon me. Um, so it's interesting. The original arcade 
version, the heads move faster, like when they're individual from the actual millipede body and such. It's interesting, where this, these two versions, they don't. It's like they took away that feature from the arcade version when they came to the home ports, so to speak. At least these two versions of it. Um, I do not have the other Atari versions. And Millipede is not as common as Centipede, yet then again, what am I talking about? Centipede is actually even less common. It's not on the NES. So it's kind of weird. Like Centipede's on the Commodore, Millipede isn't. Uh, Millipede's on the Nintendo, but Centipede isn't. So there's a little bit of that switcheroo effect, you could say. So you get this one, we get that one type of deal. Where Atari gets them all. Of course, Atari will have Centipede as well. We'll be playing that when we play the Centipede and such. The Centipede uh, uh, arcade and all that. We're going to do a review and possibly the next game review for this uh, classic game that I enjoy very much. There's not a whole lot to dive into necessarily when, it, when you talk about an arcade game necessarily, like an individual arcade game like this, but it's a very, very classic, enjoyable game that I enjoy every time. Sometimes I'm <laughs> if you can get ultra-focused and locked in, you could easily rack up 100,000 points, and I have done it before, but while doing the show, kind of more casual, just kind of talking about it as I'm recording. It's a little bit tougher to rack up the points and the score and such, but definitely a fun, entertaining game. And you get kind of reminders of, of certain things that happen when you shoot certain bugs, certain effects that happen. Like shooting a dragonfly actually makes the spiders go, uh-uh, the spiders. Makes the, um, wow. And I, and I love it when there's a bunch of them. It's kind of scary, though. But yeah, it makes the mushrooms go up, which is very interesting. Sometimes it's like you don't notice that stuff as you're playing. And you also don't notice that the bees are just like the fleas. When, uh, in Centipede, when they come down, they create mushrooms as a trail when they dive bomb towards you. They only go vertically downward towards you, literally like dive bombing towards you. Kind of like bees do sometimes when they're pissed off. Say you get close to a uh, beehive, too close we'll say, and they dive bomb you. Um, like little black uh, black wasps they are. Like they're kind of a black and white color. They make like an uh, upside down ice cream cone type of uh, a hive. It's quite intimidating actually because there was one right on my parents' uh right in front of my parents back door kind of like the little tiny porch basically that we'd have and they would dive bomb you right in the head uh luckily i never got stung by one of those i've been stung up probably a hundred thousand times by a yellow jacket over the course of my years doing the lawn service um knock on wood i haven't been stung this year yet um so yeah not that i'm here to be talking about being stung or bit by anything um i've never seen a very large millipede in person like in real life, but I've seen many, many, many of the little tiny cute ones that uh, kind of hang out under rocks and leaves and such. That's basically what they do. They eat eat and break down old plants, basically old dead plants, and kind of help it kind of turn into dirt, basically. Which is uh, like every bug has a purpose on this planet, as crazy as that might sound. <laughs> they might, well, some of them do. Some of them maybe not so much as others. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I've always been a fan of bugs, as a little, especially as a little kid, it was kind of my little hobby as a kid, kind of like a, my sciencey side, you could say. Bugs, water bugs, these, these would be ground bugs, like a millipede, a centipede. Of course, I've seen many centipedes as a kid, you know, in, in the past, picking up the rock, those fast red ones. Quite scary to look at. Thank God in heaven, I've never been bit by a centipede. And millipedes, to my knowledge, don't bite. But maybe the bigger, stronger ones that you see, like on YouTube or National Geographic or something, those probably do, I'm guessing. That's why it's a dangerous character in this game. But centipedes obviously are, are hunters. They're tough. Um, 
a story that I could bring up here, and I'll probably bring it up on the Centipede episode as well. At least I think I will, as long as my memory is, is uh, intact about this. Many years ago, of course, when I would catch bugs, and I would sometimes pair certain bugs together, which might not have been the nicest thing in the world, or but sometimes I just didn't know better or didn't think about it. I had a big, giant fly-like character, you know, long legs, really long wings, but it was kind of an innocent little thing. It wasn't like, well, innocent big thing that doesn't bite or hurt anything or suck blood like a mosquito or something. And I put it in there with a centipede and I didn't really think about what might happen. <laughs> I woke up the next morning because it was, I, I, you know, put it on the, on my dresser in the bedroom, whatever. Woke up the next morning, guess what? All that was remaining were wings. The centipede was still there, but there were just wings on the ground. And it's like, oh my God. <laughs> so during the course of the night, the centipede had devoured the fly. The big, big fly type character. I forget what you call it. Like a mayfly, maybe? Something like that. But an innocent, kind of a, a much more innocent type of a bug than, say, like mosquitoes, which can drive you crazy. Or any type of biting fly or anything like that. But the centipede had caught and devoured it. So, interesting. <laughs> Sorry for snapping my lips. I do that way too much. Um, but a very, very, you know, it's a classic game. Put takes you back in the day. And I always loved these games back in the day as well. <laughs> back in the Ferg. Okay, I'm just messing around for some of you that might be coming in from some of those classic uh, episodes for the Atari 2600 game by game podcast uh, Ferg hates back in the day, so people would just say back in the Ferg to maybe make him feel better, I guess. He hates that phrase for some reason. I hate, I know, right? Well, I hate a lot of, no, I, I hate a lot of silly phrases. But, um, yeah, as I'm kind of watching the game demo itself, you can see more and more of those pastel colors coming out and such, and how it could be kind of, sort of, you know, aimed towards the female crowd. Say like, hey, we'd like girls too. That's the other half of the population of the planet. We'd like girls to play games too. It's not just for the guys. So, but the game's cool enough and fun enough that of course guys play it. I very much enjoy these games. Centipede, Millipede, and plus the fact I've always been a fan of bugs. And it is ironic that you make the girly, maybe, well, not girly, but maybe sort of aim towards girls a little bit, game about bugs. And what do girls often do when they see bugs? ew, gross, or like, get it away from me, or whatever. So it's kind of funny, but I suppose girls kill bugs a lot, too. And what do you do in this game? You kill them. So <laughs> I guess it's kind of a little bit of both. <laughs> it's kind of funny how it all turns out. Now that I've babbled enough, I deeply apologize. It's your turn to uh, do some chatting and give us some uh, some feedback about this classic game. And of course, we're going to jump straight into the Twitter account at VGF underscore podcast at VGF underscore podcast. We're going to hear from New Zealand coming up here super shortly. Going to catch up for uh, from the last episode. I was telling him, oh my God, I missed this. I'm really sorry. So because I kind of rushed, <laughs> I kind of waited till the last second to post about the previous episode, like uh, uh, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse and Sega Master System. I was like, okay, here you go. And now I'm releasing the show. It was like too fast where this one, I gave it a little more time to bleed, which is a good thing. So I'm not literally bleeding. Um, not sure if I got this from Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So I can read it now. This is again, uh, we were talking about, uh, the master system. Master of darkness is so good. Fantasy star is the best eight bit RPG. Cool. Thank you for that, Ryan. Uh, that's, Shawstylvania at Shawstylvania. Hope I hear from you more and more. 
Uh, Tanae Brown coming in out of New Zealand, a big basketball fan as well, and a uh, friend of Timberwolves Explosion. That's the basketball podcast I do. So Levi Brown, again, coming out of New Zealand, says, My first console was the Mega Drive slash Genesis, and I never played this, but World of Illusion was my second favorite game for the Mega Drive. I had a lot of fun with that game. I do remember it being pretty easy. <laughs> I, I should give this a go if it's similar. Uh, yeah, and I honestly think it's better. I honestly think um, Castle of Illusion is better than World of Illusion. That's just the way I see it. I tried World of uh, Illusion. I, it's just for, for me, it just didn't have the same charm as Castle of Illusion. Uh, obviously, we could all have different opinions, uh, opinions about that one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Levi jumps in again, says... I think I only played the Master System a few times as one of my friends had one. We played Alex the Kid and Ghosts, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, like Alex Kid and Ghouls and Ghosts. Yep, so like Ghouls and Ghosts instead of Ghosts and Goblins. It's kind of like a similar uh, sequel, sorry. Uh, he says, I'm not sure we got past the second level in Ghouls. Yeah, because this game is freaking hard. So, yeah, absolutely. I was saying I knew I rushed and released the show too fast. I will absolutely read these on the next episode, which will come out soon. I should have sent out the bat signal earlier. Next time I'll do better. These comments are awesome, brother. Hope you keep them coming. And yes, yeah, please do keep them coming. Levi, for sure. So, wonderful, wonderful hearing from you. I was a great friend. Um, yeah, so we'll back up. Or not back up, but we'll continue. Uh, I want to mention Derek Felska uh, retweeted the most recent episode. Thank you very much. Looks like uh, Vince Germano as well, coming in out of Australia. Derek Felska out of western Wisconsin. Of course, he is a Minnesota native, but works there as a teacher. Uh, obviously, he uh, was a Minnesota Wild writer for a long time, like blogger Crease and Assist, and now does the Crease Assist podcast. And, of course, a big, giant uh, Minnesota Wild fan, a great friend of Brave the Wild and myself as well. Brave the Wild is the hockey show I do, of course. Um... I was saying up memories or thoughts of Millipede on the NES or Arcade. Yep, so M NES or Arcade. And yep, and this is a hint to what's the next game. Well, yeah, you can kind of guess. Just pretty much uh, add Santa instead of Mill if you know what I mean. Anyhow, memories of thoughts on Millipede on the NES or Arcade. Share it with at VGF Podcast. And yeah, I messed up something there. And hear it on episode 16. Tag your memory. Hashtag VGFB. So that'll keep things organized especially as more and more comments come in. Right now, not as many yet, but the show is eventually going to grow, and now I'm kind of reaching uh, more and more of a target audience than before. I was just kind of throwing throwing it out there. So throwing it out there doesn't always work, especially the Twitterverse and the podcasting world. It's different than it used to be. Now there's like a bajillion of people on, you know, bajillion of people going in all different directions, and of course a bajillion different podcasts doing the same, uh, doing similar type of stuff like... Uh, you know, doing uh, retro games or video game podcasts, and I'm kind of this tiny little plant trying to grow, and it's uh, not going to happen overnight. It's that simple. It's just not. So <laughs> it's going to take time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Derek Felska, here we go. I didn't play this one either. That would be Millipede on the NES. I had Centipede on the Atari 2600. Next time. Yep, I'm just throwing the app. Nudge, nudge. I had Centipede on the Atari 2600. Yeah, so hopefully we'll be talking about that one, right, Derek? <laughs> but this game was obviously far more true to the arcade version. I think anyone who has played either remembers the stress this game created, especially when the spider would start bouncing around near you. And how it just would keep coming back and coming back, and as you get further and further, there'd be two spiders and three spiders. 
and hopefully I remember. Well, I'm going to throw this hint out here right now. It's probably, I should probably, no, nah, I should probably save it for the uh, centipede episode. No. Um, well, let, let's just say I'm going to throw this hint out. This will make it more of a, like a, like a, what do they call it? Like a carrot for the next episode. The, the spider wasn't originally going to be a spider. It was going to be a different bug in Centipede at the beginning because Centipede is obviously the original of the two. Yeah, so hopefully I remember and say it, and I think I will because it's, it's, it was when I first heard it a year ago on an old um, podcast that also does, uh, that does uh, arcade games specifically, the Pie Factory podcast. I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. So hopefully I can find the video and post that also on Twitter and the Facebook page. Um, I should open the Facebook page as well. I don't know if it actually shows the address. Maybe it did. Maybe it officially has an address now. Video game flashback, flashback part of me, is on Facebook. And right now it's nothing, uh, yeah, it still doesn't have like an actual website. It's just kind of like Facebook profile and a bunch of numbers. So just look up video game flashback. Hopefully you can find it if you want to get on the Facebook page. And I have invited a bunch of you. Unfortunately, that's been, uh, extremely quiet so far that I know of. I just shared it uh, on my regular news feed. Almost looks like there are some reactions. Yeah, let's let that load. Sorry. Kind of losing my mind here. Bummer. Yeah, it's, it's been quiet on Facebook, but eventually, hopefully, that'll come around, but maybe Twitter's the place to be for this show. Sorry. Um, but yeah, a couple little hints thrown out there about the centipede. Uh, one more from Derek, at least well, I think it's one more. Uh, he says, I also thought the rendition of the game in the Adam Sandler movie Pixels was pretty good. Relentless is a good adjective to describe both Centipede and Millipede because as soon as you clear a level, the next one starts almost immediately. Yeah, very true. And yeah, it's just and then right back to the next, uh, you know, you just keep rolling and keep moving. Justin Caesar at Pants Boy USA. Thank you for joining on board. He says, that little elf dropping mushrooms in your zone, screwing up your direct shots, and making the centipede drop faster sucks. Um, that would be the, 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 if it's the centipede, that would be the scorpion. Yep. So it's not an elf, I, I think, but yeah, like the main character is an elf, I guess, supposedly. Um, I played this game mostly in 2600 and 7800 because the trackball in the arcade sucks. Yeah, I mean, it can be very frustrating. A lot of times they would get warped and then you're just not moving like you want to. Um, Tanae and Derek both retweeted. That would be Tanae's, uh, that would be Levi's younger brother from coming in from New Zealand. Tanae Brown and Derek Fels got retweeted. My, the memories and thoughts of Millipede on NES for Arcade. So, yes, you can already, if you haven't guessed by now, Centipede will be the next episode. I probably could have put these two together, but I kind of wanted to let them have their own episode and plus, it keeps the show kind of moving through the summer. You could kind of call it like that, like a miniature version of the Summer of Bugs. I'm not sure I'm going to jump into Ladybug or anything next. Uh, I do have it on the Coleco, I believe. Yes, the, the Coleco Vision. I'm not sure if I want to really set that up at the moment. But uh, we'll see. I'm, I'll think about it coming in after Centipede. I've been kind of debating on possible, uh, possible different games coming in from Centipede, but I don't have a clear vision or not just yet. It might even be Willow. That's a possibility that I'll do Willow uh, NES game again. But Centipede is going to be basically the 2600 in the arcade. Thankfully, I have the arcade on the uh, Xbox 360. So yes, I am using the Xbox 360 a little bit, but it's to play arcade games from back in the really old days. So it's not like I'm playing Xbox 360 like L uh, LA Noir or anything like that. 
great game, but I'm not going to do a game review about that. No, I, I want to stick to, like, back in the day, you know, if humanly possible. 70s, 80s, 90s, if humanly possible. Um, but really, yeah, thank you very much. Hopefully the interaction continues to grow. So, what was it, uh, four different people. So, that's progress, four different people. That's progress. Not that I don't appreciate, even if it's only one person, I appreciate the, the bleep out of you. You have no idea. You're, you're helping the show. You're adding another voice to the show, another tentacle to the show, and... I appreciate the heck out of you. It's not like, oh, only you? Ugh. No, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, because I know Derek was kind of like the, the pioneer joining on board this show as I was pioneering this show out. And I know retro game reviews have been done before, but this is coming in from my own personal perspective. And plus the fact this show is going to kind of go all over the place. But it's going to stick in the retro area. And, you know, everybody's perspective is different. Everybody does a show differently. Some people like to venture all over the place talking about, well, yeah, they like to talk about their personal life and they took their daughter to a, a hip-hop dancing class. I'd rather hear about, uh, you know, I'd rather set my hair on fire than listening to somebody talk about their daughter's hip-hop dance class. Seriously, even if it's for like 10 seconds. I just, I'm just not here for that. That's all. No offense. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's, if it's your show and that's the way you want to be, I can always turn you off and you can always turn me off too, I guess, if uh, you think I'm too, uh, I don't know, maybe too too to the point, I suppose, by going into video games only. But, um, yeah, we're all different and that's part of the fun of it, I suppose. Again, super, super, uh, super honored to have OK Impala follow me back. That's incredible. So, yeah, he was making some wonderful games like Ember of Mana coming out for the Game Boy. I can't wait. Final Fantasy Adventure... Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening, those games are definitely going to be on um, this show, and I'll probably do a review for Ember of Mana someday. Probably. So, okay, Impala, just in case you're listening, yeah, I'm going to do a review of that, when, if and when the day comes, when I get that downloaded and such, but it's actually not completely uh, developed yet. It's being worked on. So, really appreciate you very much for following. That is an honor in a big way. Uh, the King 098 followed. Really appreciate you as well. Not sure if he's into uh, retro gaming or not, but if he is, that's awesome. So, a couple others followed as well. I think so. Well, maybe not not super recently. But um, tell your friends about the show. Spread the word. That would be greatly appreciated. Spread the word about the show so people can uh, hear about it and enjoy. Um, again, so the next show will be Centipede. That, I believe, would be episode 17 already. A video game flashback centipede so it's going to be like the older brother or our older sister or whatever you'd call it this one's coming in from the atari tricks 2600 and the arcade so the arcade is kind of the feature presentation but the 2600 is what a lot of people were were, were and are able to play in their households today um especially back in the day though when you couldn't have a arcade in your house unless you were rich as heck with that said have yourself a uh, wonderful <laughs> week or two and we'll come back with centipede very soon.